Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Oh, we couldn't be more jam-packed. On this Wednesday, as we begin to turn our attention in full to the busiest postseason weekend in NFL history, plus we have head-scratching firings, big statements from the NBA, and plenty of time for your phone calls as well. Let's do this. Here we go! Only one place to start. All right, my one place to start here, as always, is with some conversation with some of the crew from Get Up This Morning and while he was not able to make his way up to our studio today, we are delighted to go down to the palatial estate in Washington, D.C. of my friend Dominique Foxworth, who jumps in here to talk some football with us. Good morning again, Dominique. Hey, Mike. What's up, buddy? Well, I haven't talked to you in about 60 seconds, so it has been <laughs> – we have a lot of catching up to do. Um, I, I want to run through a million things with you here. We, we spent a lot of time, quickly before anything else, on the firing of Joe Judge as the coach of the Giants because – you know, it's one thing when they fire the coach the day after the season ends or even the word starts to come out that night. Th- those are commonplace. When the team, when the organization takes an additional day to make that call, as they did yesterday, it always makes you feel like there's something else at play here. In your view, as you just sort of sit and watch it from the relative distance uh, from which you sit, why do you think that something was? Um, I think that they wanted to have the whole day of Tuesday because they didn't want their firing to get caught up in the other firing. (laughs) They wanted us to spend all of, excuse me, a Wednesday. They want to spend all of Wednesday talking about how smart they were to move on. No, but seriously, I I think that the point that you made, they were on the fence. You made this point on the show earlier is the Aaron Rodgers quotes where he's kind of mocking your organization. I don't know if that quote itself or that clip itself is what pushed them to it, but I think it's kind of representative of the fact that the Giants had become kind of a laughing stock, in part because, in large part, because of Joe Judge's press conferences, but in recent history, because Joe Judge ran back to back quarterback sneaks while they were backed up. And you look across the league at other teams that seem like they're having unsuccessful seasons, their coaches are fighting, their teams are trying to win. And that's just a bad look, and it's embarrassing. And I think that that kind of soaked in while everyone else is moving on and there are better coaches. It becomes pretty obvious that there are better coaches out there available and it's hard to sell to your fans and sell to your players and sell to a GM that may be coming in or coaches that you may want on your staff. It's hard to sell what Joe Judge is doing as something that anybody who has options wants to be a part of. I agree. I think that was a huge part of it. And then I also wonder, I don't know this, but you wonder, as they began to cast their net for general manager candidates, were they repeatedly hearing back, well, not interested in working with him. Well, not interested in working with him. We don't know that. We'll probably never know it one way or another. That said, it means there are now seven coaching vacancies in the NFL. So, Dominique, if I said to you that you had the option, you are the hot candidate this year, you're Byron Leftwich or, or, or whoever it is, Dan Quinn, whoever it is that everybody wants, and all seven of these jobs are offered to you, and your 
your your mindset is I want to be the I want to win the Super Bowl as fast as possible, the one that is the closest to winning when I step in the door. Which of those seven teams would you take? I think it's the Denver Broncos, and that might be shocking because I know the decision is normally when you ask a question like that, as is the answer on many questions you ask about football, the answer is, where's the best quarterback? Right. And I don't think that the best quarterback is in Denver by any stretch, but I think the best situation and the most talented team of all the available options is in Denver. And given this unique offseason that we're headed into where there are multiple quarterbacks that, wait, that may want to move, from um, Aaron Rodgers to Russell Wilson to even Deshaun Watson, if they clear up um, all of the issues, the legal issues that he is having, that that's a city in Denver and a team that, I mean, if I'm a quarterback who wants to move, that's a place where I want to go. So no matter where you, you end up, you're going to have to fix something. And if Trevor Lawrence is who he was this last weekend and not who he was for, honestly, the rest of the season, then, okay, that's a good place to go down there in Jacksonville. But you still have a lot of other holes on your roster that you have to fix. So it's not a ready-made Super Bowl contender. The closest team to winning a Super Bowl right now, in my view, even though they have a tough division to contend with some tough quarterbacks, it's that Denver Broncos defense with those outstanding receivers and good offensive line. Drop a quarterback in there, and you're in contention. You're at least in the playoffs next week. I agree completely. I, and and – it's ridiculous to say the caveat is can you get Aaron Rodgers because I guess any team that, <laughs> any team that got Aaron Rodgers would suddenly yeah. become the but but every all signs seem to point to Rodgers being at least interested in Denver so I would agree with you on that one Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance save when you bundle auto home or motorcycle insurance visit progressive.com let's turn our attention to some of the games this weekend and for those who are not uh, regular viewers of our TV show in the morning you may not know uh, that Dominique Foxworth is is now practically a member of the Prescott family. He's so close to Dak. He's so close to Tad. Um, we call him Cousin Dak and all the rest of that. So you have a lot at stake in this game this weekend. And I, I believe the owner of the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, has turned up the temperature a bit by going on the radio yesterday and saying, yeah, it is Super Bowl or bust for this team. We are healthy at the right time. Um, he, he, he's thinking that this is a team ready to make a run. How confident are you and not just in Dak, but generally in Dallas's ability to get through this weekend and make something of a run this month. Yeah, I'm very confident right now. And I, I think you did some really good off-the-cuff analysis this morning. We're all talking about where the pressure lies. And I think the pressure lies with Mike McCarthy, which is what you pointed out. But I'm pretty confident that they're going to get past uh, San Francisco this weekend. But the Mark McCarthy point is one that is lingering. Like that question, who is he going to be in the playoffs? He does have a Super Bowl in, under his belt with Aaron Rodgers running the show. And I think Dak Prescott has the ability to lead this team in that way. But the game has changed some. And the way that people make decisions in, in football now is a lot more aggressive. And they're trying to optimize their team by making the right clock management decisions, making the right fourth down decisions. Like, all that stuff matters right now. And it seems like McCarthy – is still coaching a bit in the old-fashioned way where he's a bit more conservative than you can be. You're giving away, maybe it's a little bit, but you're giving away small win probability points at every decision, at every poor decision that you make. So that is concerning for me. That's the point right now is the depth. If they get injured on defense, it's not much behind any of their starters. They're, they don't have a bunch of 
glaring holes in their starting lineup. But after that, they don't have much help. So if, it's, if they get injured, that's a problem. And if McCarthy makes some decisions where he is being a little too conservative, he's not trying to get points at every opportunity, I think that could be a problem for them going forward. I, I agree. And, and then let's make this straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. I thought you had some really smart analysis this morning that, that I jumped at. Uh, Micah Parsons who was the super was a shoo-in for rookie of the year and, and is going to get votes for defensive player of the year. Um, why this game might be so challenging for him. I, this is just gives everybody, especially Bubba, my crazy cowboy fan, um, something to watch for this weekend. What, what are you keeping your eye on with Parsons? Yeah, I think that Michael Parsons is an incredible athlete and he is incredibly smart when it comes to playing football. But I do think that being a rookie and being as fast as he is and explosive as he is in this moment, this big moment right now, he wants to put on a show. And that means he is going to be hauling all of his body to every play possible as fast as he can, which Kyle Shanahan knows that too. And Kyle Shanahan has made a career, frankly, of attacking aggressive linebackers and using misdirection and play action to put them in tough situations. And someone like Micah Parsons, who is young, hasn't seen a lot of these things in the course of his career and is, is uh, and this will be probably the biggest game he's ever played in his life. Like he is going to be going downhill at an amazing rate. And I think that that is a thing that Kyle Shanahan is going to try to use against him. So the tough thing that Dan Quinn is going to have to have a conversation with, with Micah Parsons about is you got to read your keys. This is a time when you want to slow down and be smart and be patient and not try to win the game on every single play because I guarantee you, if you watch any San Francisco film, there is going to be boot action and there is going to be run-pass conflict placed on the linebacker. And a fast, explosive, aggressive young linebacker like Micah Parsons, man, he looks he looks like a snack to somebody like Kyle Shanahan right now. <laughs> I, I really like that, and it gives everybody something to watch for. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Th- that's one of the two most intriguing games of the weekend to me. The other is New England-Buffalo, because you know that I'm just consumed with the weather. I, I find the freezing cold <laughs> I find the freezing cold weather game so unbelievable because like, I can't – yesterday, I'll tell you a true story. I, I will admit to you a true story, Neek. Yesterday, I took a cab back to my apartment here in New York. I finished the show. I took a cab. The cab driver misheard me when I told him what street I wanted to go to. And he pulls up two blocks away from my apartment. And I was so upset. I I, I like it took me like an hour because it was the coldest day of the year here yesterday. It took me like an hour to get past being upset that I had to walk two blocks heavily bundled up with no one hitting me. So so the cold, I don't handle extreme temperatures particularly yeah. well. Do you tell me, is this game Saturday night going to be decided by who handles the weather better? I, I don't think so because I believe the talent differential between, frankly, Josh Allen and everybody else in the game is such that unless it was a win game, it would be a problem. But I'd be lying if I said it wasn't a factor. It is the, the extra opponent that everyone is going to have to face off against. I, I played in um, Buffalo at an 8 p.m. game in December before. It was terrible. I think since then they put heaters under the field, which could help. But I was so surprised at how hard the field was, which made it slippery. Like, it hadn't rained. It wasn't frozen. The field wasn't frozen with water. The field was just frozen, and it made it slippery. So I think that they've addressed that issue, so that won't be a concern. But you have to imagine, and this kind of can 
mind when we were listening to Tim talk about it's not much of a difference throwing the ball on the show this morning. Tim Hasselback talked about how it's not going to impact the quarterback as long as it's not windy. That may be true, but try catching the ball. Think about when you were out, anyone who's listening, when you're out shoveling snow, how cold your hands are at that moment. Imagine Josh Allen launching a wind-cutting ball at your hand in that moment. I don't care who you are. You're going to be a little hesitant. They're going to do it, but they're going to be hesitant, and there's going to be some drop passes in that game because of how cold it is. And I'm sure Josh Allen is hoping that those are dropped interceptions and not dropped touchdowns. Absolutely. Look, I can't I, – what, what, just tell me what it's like. The first time you get hit, when you're in that game, like the, the notion of someone yeah. hitting me as hard as they could when I'm outside in the cold just seems so – like what – describe for me, what adjectives would you use to describe the feeling <laughs> when someone hits you for the first time? I don't think I can do better than what you said um, earlier today. It was Collinsworth, I think you said. Yes. You said that it was like hitting a mirror with a rock. Like, that sounds terrible. And I think Marcus Spears yesterday said it feels like you get electrocuted every time you get hit. Like, I cannot be more poetic than either of those two guys were, right? And that's the, that's the perfect thing. It's every time. And the, the good and bad of it is you come off of the field and you sit on the heated benches, you put on these big coats and you might have some chicken broth or something and you feel great. And then you hear defense, you're up. And then you have to take it all off again. Like the worst part about the cold for me is first, when you get first introduced to it, like it happens multiple times in the course of the game. And it's so, so upsetting. You have to get it out of your head somehow because you want to get up off of that bench. We used to have, uh, in Denver, we used to sit all on a bench, the whole defense, and then we get all these coats, and we put the coats over all of us so that it became like a little oven. And inside <laughs> there, it was like 105 degrees. <laughs> and then we take it off and run back out on the field, and it was miserable. I, I'm fascinated by it. I, I remain that, and I always will. Nick, thanks a million. You jumped in here on short notice for me. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Enjoy the games. I'll see you in a couple of days. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. That's the great Dominique Foxworth with me here on ESPN Radio. You know that several industries are projected to grow this year. If you own a business in one of these growing industries and you need to hire, go to ZipRecruiter. They find qualified candidates for your job fast. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Coming up next, I am convinced that I know the reason that the Giants did what they did yesterday. It's because of something they heard. And I'm going to let you hear it right after this on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest 
with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. So sometimes, you know, because I live in this sports media world, and so does Nuno, and so does Bubba and Hembo and all the rest of us that you hear on shows like this one, it feels to me like, oh, everyone must have heard what happened yesterday. But it, it, it then occurs to me that right now you're living your life. You're in your car. You're driving someplace. You're doing stuff. you got your kids in the back. Whatever it is you're doing that you are listening to my show, you might be too busy to be paying attention to what's happening in sports media the rest of the time. So you may not know what happened yesterday, just a few hours before the New York Giants decided to fire their head coach, creating the seventh head coaching vacancy in the NFL. In the afternoon, Aaron Rodgers did his regular appearance on Pat McAfee's show, which is an excellent show, and that segment has become must-see and must-listen because Rodgers is just willing to say anything, and yesterday was the perfect example of that. Completely unprompted, without being asked about the decision that Joe Judge made to run those quarterback sneak plays the other day, Aaron Rodgers brought them up himself and said this. Third and nine on the minus five. Let's go in in, uh, goal line personnel and run a QB sneak. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you would would call timeout there? We'd audible. Call call that one in, Matt, and let's see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what you just heard is Aaron Rodgers the reigning MVP of the National Football League, one of the two transcendent players in the sport today. He and Brady are on a level all their own based on their accomplishments and their age and everything else. And he is openly laughing at the New York Giants head coach. And I'm picturing John Maris sitting in his office and someone comes knocking on his door. And I'm envisioning that John Mara may have woken up yesterday thinking, you know, Aaron Rodgers might want to come here. We've got two high first-round draft picks. We've got plenty to trade Green Bay. We're the New York Giants. We're a heritage franchise. We're a big deal. Rodgers might want to come do it in the Big Apple. He's played in the smallest market in the NFL his entire career. Maybe he wants to come to the biggest. I believe it's not impossible that the New York Giants woke up yesterday morning thinking, Maybe Rodgers will want to come here. And then someone knocks on the door and says, you need to hear this. And listen to the laughter. That's Aaron Rodgers laughing at you. I'm going to play it again. I want you just to hear the laughter. Third and nine on the minus five. Let's go in in, uh, goal line personnel and run a QB sneak. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you would would call timeout there? We'd audible. Call that one in, Matt, and let's see what happens. (laughs) That's laughter. That is, they are laughing at you. If you're Joe Judge, they're laughing at you. That's not the media. That's not McAfee, who, by the way, was a player, but can easily be ignored now if you choose to. It's not some idiot like me sitting here. I'm easy to ignore if you choose to. It's not one of the former players on TV. And add anyone you want. Ryan Clark, Dominique Foxworth, Marcus Spears, Dan Orlovsky. It doesn't matter. You can't ignore Aaron Rodgers. You can't pretend that didn't happen. And oh, by the way, the idea that Rodgers might come play for you when he's laughing at your coach? I genuinely believe that those things could have and should have contributed to what they did yesterday because what happened was 
They woke up in the morning thinking, maybe we'll be able to get Aaron Rodgers. And by the time the day was over, they realized Aaron Rodgers thinks you're a joke. He thinks you're a joke. You're talking about your coach who chose to actively make fun of another franchise and coach in the NFL and then that same weekend have that franchise and coach kick his behind up and down the field and then you wave the white flag running those plays inside your own five. So the bottom line of it is this was richly deserved. Joe Judge had no idea how to be a head coach in the NFL and did that job terribly. That is not a personal statement. I've never met the man in my life. It is my job to offer my opinion on how others do theirs. And unfortunately, that is my opinion. I'm only surprised it took as long for the Giants to do it as it took. And the, the result is, I believe they needed something to push them over the line. It's obviously something they didn't want to do. And if Aaron Rodgers pushed them over the line, as Dominique said on TV this morning, half-jokingly, he just did the Giant fans the biggest favor he will ever do. You know, it's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. By the way, I think that's a good job. I think the Giants opening is a, is a good job. It's a very good job, I think, for a general manager. And they're looking for both. You have the fifth and the seventh picks in this upcoming draft. And I think you buy yourself a year on the quarterback decision. Maybe you get Russell Wilson. Maybe you get Aaron Rodgers. That will depend largely on who winds up being the, the, the people in charge of the franchise. But I think that the likeliest scenario is they come back with another year of Daniel Jones, and that's almost like a bye year. Like the franchise wants to stick it out and see what they can do with him. You almost buy yourself a free year to see what you can do and figure out the quarterback piece. So I think that the giant job sets itself up as maybe the second best job, depending on how you see Trevor Lawrence. If you are one who still believes, as basically everyone did a year ago this time, that Trevor Lawrence is about to become Andrew Luck, John Elway, whoever it is, well, then that's the best job. Because the most important thing you can have as a coach is a great quarterback. So if you believe Trevor Lawrence is that, and I don't think this this past year, I, I want to give him a pass. That was such a, an ungodly mess that Urban made there in Jacksonville. I'm, I'm willing to give Trevor the benefit of the doubt. So I think if you think Trevor Lawrence is what we all thought Trevor Lawrence was, then that's the best job. If you're a coach, that's the one you take because you got him. That's the hardest thing to do is to get him. You could, all the rest of it you can figure out. I think the second best job might be the Giants. Let's go through them. I think the Bears can turn it around faster than most people seem to think they can. I had Tom Waddle on yesterday, and, and Tommy hosts afternoons on ESPN 1000 for us in Chicago, and is a longtime friend of mine. I covered him when he was a player for the Bears. And I bounced off him my theory that the Bears are not that far away. Like, they've got the quarterback, too, if you believe in him. Justin Fields is obviously, he, he was drafted as less of a sure thing than Trevor Lawrence, and he feels, does not feel like a sure thing. But he certainly feels like someone that could turn into a great player if you put him in the right offense. I think they have some pieces on that offense, and they still have, while aging, a pretty good defense. I understand they don't have a first-round pick, but first-round picks aren't the only draft picks you get in the NFL. So you get the right people in there. I could see them getting good 
a little bit faster. For the record, my buddy Waddle did not agree. First of all, I don't value the roster as well, or uh, I don't look at it, and I'm not as enamored as, as many. I think the offensive line needs to be completely rebuilt. Right. Uh, I like Darnell Mooney. He's not a one and never will be a one because of his size. That doesn't mean he can't be a very good player. He had 1,000 yards receiving this year. He's definitely a guy you want in your huddle. Defensively, they've had some really good years, but they're long in the tooth. From a cap standpoint, they're probably middle of the pack. They don't have a first-round draft pick this year uh so i look at them and and they also reside in the same division as the packers i think it's a good job but i think it, there's a lot of work to be done here well they're the, the residing in the same division with the packers you can read that a couple of different ways because the bottom line is are the packers the packers or are the packers the team aaron Rodgers decides to leave after this postseason run those are two very different teams if Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, that division stinks. They're wide open. That division has the Lions, who have the second pick in the draft, and then two teams that just fired their coaches. So that's where the NFC North is if Aaron Rodgers isn't a part of it. Now, many of you may not know this, but Bubba, before he began his his long and now, I think, somewhat legendary career, in radio production, Bubba was a clairvoyant. Bubba was one of those people who worked at carnivals and things like that, and you would go and he would read your future tarot cards and all that stuff. So, so Bubba has that gift, which is a rarity. And I, and I don't like to take advantage of it too often, Bubba, because it doesn't feel right. It feels like I'm asking you to do something that you obviously felt more comfortable leaving behind. But, but you know the future. So my question is, is Aaron Rodgers going to be on the win, lose, or draw? Is he going to be on the Packers next year? I do think he is. I do think he will be back. Well, then that then becomes a much less attractive job. You but see him. No matter what, though, I will say this. He's pretty old. So, <laughs> But he's not that old. He's, 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 what is he, six years younger than Tom Brady? I mean, he, so Tom Brady's still doing it. Yeah, but is he? Yeah, that's fair. But how much more do you think he's going to go for six more years? I, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I know that coaches get fired a lot faster than six years. So if, if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the Packers the next three years, you're probably not beating them. And yeah. if you're not beating them, you're not winning your division, which means you're probably not making deep playoff runs. And coaches get fired after three years for not doing that. Right. No. no I mean, I'm with you that it's the Giants. I, I'm with you that the Giants is the most attractive. If done right, things are set up for them perfectly. now that Because I didn't think it was going to be done. That they were going to have – I thought Judge was going to be back, which is going to be a mess. I think the fact that you have – GM coach possibly could get a new things are set up for them now they'll probably still mess it up which will be great for me we can all laugh at Nuno but things are set up perfectly for them if done correctly they could bring in some great people here and really set it up perfectly they're in New York for crying out loud and you know they could do it right we will talk about that with Nuno a little bit as the morning continues. I will also mention, we talked about Brady, uh, the Man in the Arena podcast. I'll just remind you about it. It's a 10-part series, explores how sports impacts your everyday life, and they do it through the lens of Brady's career. It's brought to you by ZipRecruiter. It's available wherever you get your podcast. Meanwhile, I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry. What? Bubba, I also wanted to play this for you because you are a, a board op extraordinaire. You are a clairvoyant. And more than that, you are a big Cowboy fan. Actually, why are you not wearing a Cowboys jersey today? That just I just noticed that. What is hap- Why are you not wearing the Dak or the Micah Parsons or the Des Bryant jersey? Well, it's only before and after games now. That was only during the streak 
Oh, I see. So you have ceased to wear them once the wind streak went. Yeah, I mean, I wore them for Friday. like 35 consecutive shows. Right. And then they lost. And now I only wear them Fridays before a game. But it's postseason time. It's playoff week. You, it's like a playoff beard. I think you got to wear the jersey, Bubba. It's true. It feels like a mistake. It feels to me like if they lose on Sunday on some level, it's your fault. I probably could have for the playoff week. And I'll tell you right now, Jerry Jones is putting a lot of pressure. You're going to hear the question here from his radio interview on 105.3 The Fan. How do you define success once you make the play? Is it title or bust for you? Oh, uh, unquestionably. There's no, there's, uh, no in-between. Uh, a lot of that has got to do with availability of your players at that time. We're in good shape. We're in real good shape right now, and so uh, uh, you know we should we should be uh, uh, excited and be planning on it. Planning on it. I, I wrote down a bunch of words there. Listen to the words people use. Sometimes they don't mean to tell you as much as they're telling you. He just said unquestionably, it's Super Bowl or bust. He said availability is the most important piece. What does he mean? We're healthy. He says uh, we're planning on it. We should be planning on it we're in good shape Bubba it feels to me like all the pressure in the world is on the coach if this thing goes south on Sunday Dak Prescott's still going to be the quarterback right Micah Parsons is still going to be a superstar I feel like there is a lot of pressure on the coach and whether he meant to or not I think Jerry Jones said that with that sentence what do you think yeah I, I think so I mean I think no matter what you know, Jerry's probably going to say that because what's he going to say? Like, oh, no, it's fine if they lose in the first round. Like, that's kind of what you want him to say no matter what. And obviously, I think I agree with him with the health thing for sure. We're in a good position heading into it, which is great. But still, like, what's he going to say? Actually, uh, you know, if they just win one here, that's we're fine. So I think that that response is kind of what you want from the owner. But regardless, I would agree if, you know, especially if Mike McCarthy does what he's been doing and, you know, can't see the scoreboard and, and is blocked by a camera operator or forgets to call timeout, does something like that and costs him, you know, that's that's going to just kill us. But um, He can't see the scoreboard. <laughs> Come on. I, I, hope, I hope he's, he's you know, seated or standing in the right position for it's these, so these spots funny. here. Nuno, how do you feel? Because you, you have nothing right now to look forward to except for Dallas misery. How how confident are you feeling that there is tragedy around the corner for the Cowboys? I was going to save this for Friday, and we can still do this. Is And a serious question, if they crash out of the playoffs on Sunday, who becomes that head coach? And the fact that Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn are hot commodities, which one of those guys becomes the head coach? Because Jerry seems like, he is that guy that will panic and make that move to not to lose one of those guys. You think he fires him? You, you think if Mike McC- if they lose Sunday, and, and let's even add the caveat that there's some question about their game planning, not some huge thing. I mean, if he can't see the scoreboard, then that then that changes the dynamic. But there, there's some reason to come out of it with questions about the coach. You think he fires him? I do believe that this is where it's setting up that he does fire him. He honestly, doesn't want to lose one of those guys. I do, too. I, I honestly believe that's possible, too. Uh, all right, we have so much to do here. That was a, an interesting one. But coming up next here, um, as we roll along, um, I can tell you exactly why the most surprising move of this NFL offseason was made. Greeny, the podcast. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We have seven head coaching openings in the NFL. Six of them didn't come as a particular surprise. And that's why I said the most surprising move of this NFL offseason has already been made, and I'm going to tell you why. And that was the firing of Brian Flores. And I spoke to some people that I know in Miami whose opinions I value. And here's what I emerged thinking. That if you want to sum up why the Dolphins fired Brian Flores in one word, I can do it for you. You have any guess, Nuno or Bubba, what that word is? It's a pretty simple word. It's only three letters. Three letters. The word is Tua. Mm, It's just that simple. That basically, Brian Flores, at some point, did not believe in Tua. That he does not believe Tua is going to be a great quarterback. And that put him directly opposed to his general manager, Chris Greer, who basically stakes his entire career on Tua. They will never get over. You will never get past having passed on Justin Herbert to take Tua Tungavailoa. That, that is going to wind up being one of these picks that we talk about all the time. Like, you know, it, Tua is, he, he, he's just, look, let's give him a chance, and I hope that it winds up working out well for him. But you watch Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is an NFL star. He is a superstar. And Tua Tungavailoa does not look like he ever will have that in him. And I think Brian Flores saw that and recognized it. You saw the way he was moving back and forth between him and Fitzpatrick when he had the options last year and everything else. And I think it came down to that, that they made the decision to go all in with Tua and to try and bring in someone who they believe will develop Tua. And the first step in that is finding someone who believes in him. And that whatever it was, the relationship between Flores and the front office, and maybe in particular Flores and Tua, was something that could no longer continue for the franchise. And that made sense to me. When I heard that explanation, that made sense to me. Bubba, does it make sense to you? I think it does. It makes sense to me. you got to be on the same page with the quarterback, so (laughs) that makes sense. I think that's one of it. Look, Tua is one of three quarterbacks over the last two years to average fewer than 10 yards per completion. The other two are Alex Smith, who has retired, and Ben Roethlisberger, who is retiring. Those are two guys who are at the ends of their careers and banged up and beat up. And Tua is young. All the questions about him, does he have a pro arm? Is he big enough? Is he durable enough? The answers are all coming back no. But the general manager is in the owner's ear. 
saying, I'm telling you right now, he's still the goods. It's the coach who's not getting it done. And that's where it went sideways. And the organization went with the GM and with the young player. And we'll see. They better hope that they were right. Because Flores is a guy who's going to get a head coaching job somewhere else. We'll see how it goes. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Meanwhile, I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. There's something I just want you to know, and that is that I am obsessed, obsessed with the freezing cold weather games. Obsessed. I can't be the only one, right? As a fan, like there's nothing, nothing I love more than putting on that TV and it's snowing at Lambeau Field and it's cold and you're seeing the players with the jackets and the huddled up and the breathing and they take the helmets off and the smoke comes up and all that. As a football fan, that's football. There's nothing I love more. I can't fathom anything I would hate more than being a football player playing in it. And maybe that's why I'm so... I'm, I'm, I'm so bad in the cold. I am so bad with extreme temperatures that, like, I can't even fathom playing in these games. Now, I had Chris Collinsworth on. Collinsworth played in the coldest game of all time. By temperature, the coldest game ever played is the Ice Bowl at Lambeau Field. But by wind chill, the coldest game ever was the game they call the Freezer Bowl, January 10th. 1982, Cincinnati home Riverfront Stadium against Dan Fouts and San Diego. And I had Collinsworth on, and I asked him to describe how cold it was. And here's what he said. The first time in that game that I got hit, I I caught a little pass over the middle, and a guy hit me not too hard. But it felt like the only way I could describe it is if you took a sledgehammer (laughs) to a mirror and watch it crumbled to the ground. That's what happened on that play. I mean, I literally, in 5,000 pieces, crumbled to the ground. And the most horrific day of all time. It's amazing. It's the most horrific day of his life. By the way, they won that game and went on to the Super Bowl. (laughs) So, like, that's how they remember that. And parenthetically, just as an aside, that day, January 10th, 1982, you might make an argument for the most memorable day in NFL history. It's right there. There were two games played that day, Championship Sunday. There was that one, coldest game ever, 59 degrees below zero. And the other one, Niners-Cowboys, the catch. That was the late game that day. Montana to Dwight Clark in the back of the end zone. But I digress. I cannot fathom that this game will not be decided by the weather. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I feel like it is a terrible matchup for Mac Jones. Mac Jones, they won that game in the in the wind and the tornado practically that it was in Buffalo, whatever that was, six, eight weeks ago by running the ball on every play and only throwing three passes. I can't fathom they're going to be able to do that again. I'm fascinated by the matchup of Belichick against Josh Allen. Josh Allen is so good. He's that whole team. You watch them play. They don't run it at all without him. He is their primary rushing attack. And obviously, he's got an arm that you wouldn't expect to be bothered by anything. So, I believe in Allen. But Belichick versus Allen, head-to-head, mano-a-mano, in negative temperatures on a Saturday night primetime? I can't imagine football getting any better than that. <laughs> I, just, I just can't imagine anything I'm looking forward to seeing more than I'm looking forward to that. So we will get to it. We'll get uh, some more reaction uh, out of New York from Dave Rothenberg as we continue. we got some basketball coming up here. Tim Legler will jump in in our next hour. So stay with me. I'm Greeny on ESPN Radio.
Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.